Hi, I'm Lauren Clash Schneider with Clash Notes for Broadway Radio. I'm here with actor Ava Lilizarde of English, Atlantic Theater Company's production at the Linda Gross Theater. Ava, hello, welcome. Hi, Lauren, how are you? Great, thank you. And would you please do us the honor of pronouncing your name with your dialect, <laughs> which is so beautiful. Of course. So my name is Ava and last name Lalazar Zadeh. Which sounds like a song and has a melody to it. Absolutely <laughs> beautiful. Well, English, of course, is a new play written by Sansa Tosi that follows a classroom in Iran of four adult students preparing for the TOEFL, TOEFL, which is the test of English as a foreign language exam. And while they hope English will make them whole, it might be splitting them each in half. Tell us about your character, Goli, and how she fits into this story. Absolutely. So I think the remarkable thing about Goli is she's, she doesn't exactly fit the arc of where English splits her in half. And I think, and I think there's something really refreshing about that. You know, um, many people are coming to the TOEFL class, Elham, Roya, they're coming to the class for a tangible reason. Elham is trying to go to the class because she wants to get into medical school. She has to get a good um, TOEFL score. Roya is a grandmother and her, her, her granddaughter lives in Canada and her, her son will only let her go to Canada if she learns English. So she's there to learn English. Me, I am 18 years old. I, me as in Goli, <laughs> am 18 years old and I've rather been unburdened by, by the pains of, of life. So when I go into this class, and my teacher Marjan tells me we're going to speak English. You know, this is a class where we're going to we're going to really, you know, we're going to give it our all to only speak English in this class. For me, it's like game on. Let's do it. Because I think the interesting thing about Gully is English gives her access to herself in a way that Farsi hasn't given her access to herself. And mm-hmm. what I mean by that is, you know, I think we can. In our own language, we we feel all of our inadequacy in a language that is our own. But sometimes, sometimes when we speak another language and are learning another language, it feels a little separate from us. And so we can afford to put on another identity. And something about that, I think for Goli, is really refreshing. She she actually finds her voice and, and finds a bit of her confidence and her stride more so in, 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 in this language that she's struggling valiantly to, to mm. pursue. And so it's these kinds of contradictions that I think Sonas has written so beautifully that show like the full breadth of how each person kind of navigates and comes at, at language and, and how that relates to our own interpersonal identity so differently. Mm. Your insight is so fascinating. Thank you for sharing it that way. And in your own personal life, we understand that your own mother fled Iran to America to escape the Iran-Iraq war. And I can only imagine how the play English resonates for you. How has working on the play allowed you to reflect on your own family experiences as a second-generation American? 
Absolutely. So, um, you know, all my family, they were, we're Persian Jews. And so all of my family, you know, in, during the late eighties, during the Iran Iraq war coming off of the Iranian revolution, all fled from Iran and eventually made their way to LA. And so they really had this, my parents, my aunts, my uncles, my grandparents, um, really had this experience of coming into this new country and and having to pick up this new language, this new culture, you know, in a way, you know, having to say say goodbye to your homeland and and coming to this completely new place that was going to provide them opportunities. And, and you know, the, the, the myth of the American dream actually really did come true for my parents. And, um, you know, it, it'd be to be able to pursue pursue more opportunity that they wouldn't have had in Iran. But also there's a there's a loss. There's a mm-hmm. loss. And I none of my family have been back to Iran ever since they left. And I've never been to Iran. Mm. And so I feel this weird sense sometimes like if history and circumstance was different, I would not be a Persian American. I would be, Mm. I would be Iranian. There's this like double, you know, there's this, there's Mm -hmm. this feeling like there's this double of me somewhere out there in the world whose existence and reality is completely different, who lives in Iran, who speaks Farsi fluently and and I am, I am I, rather, I am the product of my parents who came here mm. with a, a thick American accent when I speak Farsi. And I, the way I relate to the play in that regard is, you know, a, a lot of these students in the class feel really self-conscious that they have, you know, especially Elham has a thick Persian accent when they speak English. And I feel and have felt you know, growing up as a kid, a lot of regret that I didn't speak Farsi perfectly because I was, you know, I grew up, I grew up in Southern California where there weren't mm. a lot of Persians um, mm-hmm. and feeling, feeling my own inadequacy in, in the language aspect of my Persian identity. Mm-hmm. Um, and to this day, you know, when I speak Farsi, there's always like a, a precursor when like I, I like switch into Farsi and I'm speaking with somebody. I'm like, oh, you know, which means like, I, you know, I am able to speak, but my accent is American. Mm-hmm. And in a, yeah, and in a similar way, you know, all of these, a lot of the classmates in, in the class have this thing with, with accents about, you know, having a, this thick accent that's going to ostracize you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm I'm so intrigued by you personally as an actor and with your background and not only Persian, but also as a Persian Jew, you're a writer and a poet. Yes, I am. And I so look forward to hearing from your writer voice and your poet voice. And how does that inform your work as an actor, particularly with regard to this play? Hmm. Well, I think the beautiful thing about Guli that can just make me cry is in her heart of hearts, she's such a poet. And I f- feel like Persians as a, as a culture are very poetic people. Our language is imbued with metaphor, is imbued with hyperbole. And, you know, there's a, there's a, the, one of the first lines that Guli says in the first scene of the play is, English does not want to be poetry like Farsi. And she goes mm. on to explain how English 
isn't how English is like rice. English is simple. Um, English is simple and you turn it into whatever you want. And the way she, in which she says that is so undeniably poetic. How like she can't, she can't leave her or leave herself, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I you know, I, growing up, I wrote a lot of poetry and I've like started this short story series, um, where it's called stories of, and then it's the name of the places where I've traveled to. So I, you know, I did stories of Notting Hill, stories of Madrid, and now I'm doing stories of Brooklyn. And it's about the experiences and people I've met here. Um, and I think similarly to Gully, those stories are, are about the beauty of like the mundane parts of life and just like, you know, the the people you meet on the subway and and the people you meet in the bench at the coffee shop. Mm-hmm. And and it's about, you know, these sort of mundane circumstances that, you know, happen chances of life and then the people who you meet in, in unexpected places. And mm-hmm. I think my my writing voice really searches for the nuanced beauty in the mundane. And I think Goli similarly has this her voice in the play kind of brings beauty to a nuance that on the top seems seems mundane and simple lovely and an exciting time to be playing with language the way that you describe it that way yeah thank you Thank you. And of course, we get to celebrate with you that English, you are making your off-Broadway debut. I am. Yeah. (laughs) Congratulations. And how has it been navigating this new experience? I feel so, so grateful, Lauren, that this was my first, that this was like my first kind of off-Broadway debut experience. Uh Sanaz is the warmest, kindest, most heartfelt person and playwright that I've had the privilege of working with. Um, And being able to do this kind of play with this kind of material that is so close to my heart, you know, not a lot of people get to say that, you know, for my first off-Broadway debut, I got to make work that really, really spoke to me and that really I care about. And I'm really grateful to say that I do. Um, and, you know, I'll, I'll say that in the beginning when I, you know, the first week of rehearsal and I got in there and all these actors were sharing their ideas and their questions, of course, like the pang of inferiority fit me um, and hit me. The pang of, of, of inadequacy hit me. And I was like, oh, my God, how am I going to? They've made a mistake. I'm not meant to be here. How am I going to to live up to this role and to this play? And I think, you know, that was a really good moment for me to kind of take a breath, sit back, put my ego to the curb and go, let me open my ears and my eyes and learn a thing or two from the people around me. And let's let this be a, be a math, be an education. Let's let this be a masterclass in, in craft making. And, and that kind of, I, I, I feel from, from six weeks ago to now, an immense sense of of growth that that I feel really really lucky by. Oh well, good for you. And it sounds like you have found your voice 
in so many different ways throughout this process in this play as you're making your off-Broadway debut. Thank you for sharing so much of that with us today. Thank you, Lauren. I'm Lauren Clash Schneider here with Ava Lilizarte of English Atlantic Theater Company's production at the Linda Gross Theater. Thank you. Thank you.